The book of Jonah. I don't know why they call it a book because it is short. It's a short. Anybody, anybody know how many chapters is in Jonah? All of them? I like that answer, Dan. I like it. Uh, four, four chapters. It, it, could, it could be read probably in a matter of 20 minutes. It's not, it's not very long. Maybe for me. Maybe. Um, so what's the, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think about Jonah? The whale. And I'm going to hold you to that later on because I'm going to... Big fish, which we tend to call a whale. Um, a shark whale. Well, there you go. Yeah, I did not know that. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, and and so that's one of the things. My my hope is that is that after today. This book, your, your first instinct when somebody talks about Jonah isn't going to be the big fish. Okay? It's not going to be Pinocchio in the belly of a whale. It's, it's going to be something else. Because while that piece tends to be something that we look at more and, and that we hold on to and that's what sticks out to us, there's something way cooler going on in this, in this book that uh, we should think of first when we think of Jonah and what's going on here. Uh, so before I start, um, I, I want to look at a couple things from 2 Kings 15 and 18. Does that show up on their major? So then, then Paul, king of Assyria, invaded the land. Tiglath and Pileser, king of Assyria, came and deported the people Shalmaneser, king of Assyria, marched against Samaria and laid siege to it. So this is, this is from 2 Kings, and this is talking about what happened in Israel with the Assyrians. Okay? So, so I want you to keep this in mind. Specifically, certain words, right? Invading the land, deporting the people, laying siege. You with me? Okay. Let's go ahead and go to Jonah chapter 1. It says, The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittal. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for the port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Then the Lord... Well, how about let's stop there for one second. Um, so Jonah, a word of the Lord came to him. And he says, Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because of its wickedness. And instead, Jonah runs away. And so why I wanted to talk about that, that 2 Kings reference really quick is because this is part of why Jonah is running away. Nineveh is the Assyrians, okay? And the Assyrians, the people of Nineveh, have not treated the Israelites well. What, is it, what does it mean to lay siege to a city? We've talked about this before, if you remember, because it's happened several times in the Bible. What does it mean to lay siege? 
Starve them out. Right. Okay, it's, it's like somebody coming to our town, you know, because remember the, in, in those days, those, the cities tend to have walls, right? And so they would, they would cut off the line of food going in or out so that eventually the people had to start eating each other just to survive. If you remember back in the Old Testament, God actually talked about that. He said, you know, your, your wickedness is going to come upon you and this is going to be the punishment of it. You're, you're going to look at your children as food instead of as children. You're going to be so desperate. And so, Jonah, right? God's, God tells him to, to go to Nineveh and, and Jonah does what? He runs, Right? You know, and I don't know if you guys have ever seen uh, VeggieTales version of Jonah. Okay, it, it 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 tends to make Jonah seem like he's running because he's scared. We're going to find out though that, that that's not really the case. That's not really why Jonah is running. So it says, after paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Starting in verse 4, it says, Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own God, and they threw the cargo in the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone below deck where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. The captain went to him and said, How can you sleep? Get up! Call on your God. Maybe He will take notice of us so, we can, or so that we will not perish. Then the sailors said to each other, Come, let us cast lots. Find out who is responsible for this calamity. Side note, what does it mean to cast lots? Yeah, kind of like drawing straws. You guys ever done that before? Okay, I haven't. <laughs> that just seems like one of those weird things. Um, but yeah, you know, whoever gets the short end of the stick, right? That, so, so they're kind of using this as a, as a divine way of, of figuring out, you know, who's the, who, do, who do we point the finger at? Um, and so the, they cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. Verse 8. So they asked him, tell us, who is responsible for making all this trouble for us? What kind of work do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you? He answered, I am a Hebrew and I worship the God, the Lord of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. This terrified them and they asked, What have you done? They knew he was running away from the Lord because he had already told them so. The sea was getting rougher and rougher. By the way, okay, if your God is the one who makes the sea and the land and you specifically brag about that to strangers, don't run away from God on the sea, okay? Just think that through. That's, Jonah obviously isn't the brightest, the brightest one. The sea was getting rougher and rougher, so they asked him, what should we do to you to make the sea calm down for us? Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied, and it will become calm. I know that this is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. Instead, the men did their best to row back to land, but they, could, but they could not, for the sea grew even wilder than before. Then they cried out to God, Please, Lord, do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man. For you, Lord, have done as you pleased. 
Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. At this, the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. We're going to stop right there for a sec, Major. Um, so the nuts and bolts really quick, okay? Right here, already in this story, we, we see something really, really interesting happening. Okay, the, the, the first thing that's happening is, is this prophet of God who receives word from God doesn't seem to be all that great of a guy, right? He doesn't do what you would expect him to do. God comes to him and says, hey, there's this wicked city. Go in and talk to it. And he's like, no, whatever. You know, I'm going to get on a boat. And then this man of God is, is on this boat. Things are going crazy. And what's he doing? Sleeping. But then what are the pagan sailors doing? Praying. It's kind of this reversal. Everybody in this story is doing something different than you would expect them to. You know, so Jonah, he goes and he explains who he is, right? And says, well, just throw me overboard. That will solve it. Okay, now, now it's not like they had a raft back then, okay? And they're like, well, you know, just give me one of those lifesavers and I'll, I'll just be hanging out until another boat comes by. Why was he asking to be thrown over? What was he saying? Kill me. Yeah. Throw me in. All right. I just, I'll, I'll be done. I would rather that. Notice we don't see anything about him praying to God in here and, and saying something about, hey, Lord, all right, you know, I messed up. <laughs> I'll go do what you asked me to do, calm the waves and the seas, and I'll be faithful. No, he's like, all right, just throw me over. I'd rather be dead than go deal with that. And after trying everything else, they do. So now in verse 17, it says, Now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> That's a whole interesting subject to talk about too. So verse 1, From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God and said, In my distress I called to the Lord, and he answered me, from deep in the realm of the dead, I called for help, right? Because, you know, everything else is dead around you. From deep in the realm of the dead, I called for help, and you listened to my cry. You hurled me into the depths, into the very heart of the seas, and the, and the current swirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me. They, the deep surrounded me. Seaweed has wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down. The earth beneath barred me for in forever. But you, my Lord, my God, brought my life up from the pit. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to use your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love, from God's love for them. But I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you. We're going to jump to verse 10. It says, And then the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Which is also a pleasant, a pleasant picture. Um, we're, going to, we're going to skip over some of this stuff. So, Jonah is faithful. He decides, alright, I've kind of had enough of an experience smelling like fish guts that I'm going to go, I'm going to do what I was asked to do goes into Nineveh, which, which we're told takes days to walk across. It's so big. 
and, and tells people, uh, actually, he didn't even say what God had asked him to say, which is interesting. Uh, da, 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 da. He says, oh, hold on. Uh, Forty more days and Nineveh, Nineveh will be overthrown. And so he goes through and, and he gives this simple sermon and all of a sudden, everybody in Nineveh, even, even the king, hear this message and decide to change their lives. It says, By the decree of the king and his nobles, do not let people or animals, herds or flocks, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink, but let people and animals be severed in sackcloth. Let everyone call urgently on God. Let them give up their evil ways and their, and their violence. Who knows? God may yet relent with compassion, turn from His fierce anger so that we will not perish. It's actually kind of beautiful, right? Um, so everybody in this city, this large city, was repenting. They were turning back to God. And apparently, even animals can do that. I don't understand all of that, but they went ahead and put animals in sackcloth too. Do you know what sackcloth is? Right? It's kind of something that, that you wear when you're trying to, to show remorse, when you're trying to, to get, specifically in, in uh, religious understanding, trying to get a deity's attention. Okay? You're, in the, you're in the depths of despair. Huh? Yeah, burlap. Kind of an outward symbol of an inward thing that God's doing. Uh, so starting in, in chapter 4, and this really gets to the heart of what we're looking at. It says, but to Jonah this seemed very wrong and he became angry. What? Why would, God become, why would Jonah become angry? He prayed to the Lord, isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still at home? This is why I tried to forestall by fleeing to Tarshish. I knew that you were gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, Lord, just take my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. Okay, so what's going on here? Why did he run away? Yeah. He didn't want to forgive them. He didn't want God's compassion on them. He would rather fire come from the sky, burn everything up, and he's like, yep, that's what they deserved right there. He would rather flee from God then offer people the chance to change their lives. We see a big, big picture of what's going on in Jonah's heart. Verse 4, it says, But the Lord replied, Is it right for you to be angry? Jonah said, Jonah had gone out and sat down at a place east of the city. There he made himself a shelter, sat in its, sat in its shade, and waited to see what would happen to the city. You know, because he's still hoping, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe fire's still going to come. Then the Lord God provided a leafy plant and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very happy about the plant. But at dawn the next day, God provided a worm which chewed the plant so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die and said, it would be better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the plant? It is, he said, and I'm so angry I wish I were dead. 
Have you guys ever been like that before? I don't know that I've ever been to this extent of things. I've definitely lost my temper, but... Um, in verse 10, But the Lord said, You have been concerned about this plant, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. And should I not, and should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh, in which there are more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand for their left, and so many animals... And so, thinking back to when this was written and, and, and why it was written, it wasn't just Jonah who was struggling with the Assyrians. Now, now I'm going to make this, this statement, and I am not very good at making statements, so if, if I make this wrong, please forgive me. Um, I have, I have talked to, to people who were survivors of the Holocaust. And I have seen firsthand in the few conversations that I have still, uh, still a hard heart towards Germany for what they went through. And, 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 and in some ways, that's understandable, right? There is a wound there that is just so deep it was so horrible for, for not just them and their family, but for their people that it's hard to get past that. And, and here, what we're talking about is we're talking about a very similar thing. We're talking about the Israelites who, I mean, there was no compassion shown to them. Their cities were surrounded. They were forced to starve and to eat each other just to survive. If that had happened to you and your family, wouldn't you have a hard heart? And so, this letter, this, this book, it's not just about Jonah and about Jonah dealing with that. It's also meant for the reader to, to look at it and say, can I forgive? And it's a great question for us because I, I don't know about you, but I have people in my life uh, who I would say sometimes it seems like they're an enemy. Or, or people at work. Now you guys are like, wait, you work at a church. Who's your... No. Uh, you know? But we, we all have people in our life who can be difficult, right? Who we don't like to see. Who, when we see them, we kind of turn the other way because I just don't want to talk to them because I'm not going to have anything nice to say. Um, and, and this is a great reminder for us of their value, of God's heart for them, and that He cares for them. And, and to me, that's a much better story. That's a much better thing to take away from a book like Jonah than a Pinocchio story with a guy sitting in a whale and you start a fire to kind of get him to sneeze you out, right? Um, except in this story, I guess he was vomited. But the, the better story is how compassionate God is towards humanity. Towards, towards people who have done unspeakable things. And so we're going we're gonna to close with the, the Read Scripture video for Jonah. You're going to hear a lot of what I just said because, again, this is only a four-chapter book. So, but I think he also has some great points that are great to 
to take away with as well. 